afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. <coughs> About over this, but still hanging on. January 19th, the 19th day of the year. During the 46 days remaining to the year's over with. Holidays and observances. World Quark Day. It's a um, unique dairy creation. Blending uh, tradition and innovation. National Tin Can Day. Artist is Outlaw Day. Brew a Potion Day, Good Memory Day, National Popcorn Day, Energy Saving Week, Week of Prayer for Christian Unity, Birthdays, we got Dolly Parton, Edgar Allan Poe, Janice Joplin, Mac Miller, <coughs> Katie Seagal. Robert E. Lee and Pete Buttigieg. Veganary Month, Thyroid Awareness Month, <laughs> National Slow Cooking Month, Bread Machine Baking Month, National Skating Month, January, Dry January, National Blood Donor Month, Manuary, International Brain Teasers Month, National Clean Up Your Computer Month. National Soup Month, Get Organized Month, International Creativity Month, Celebration of Life Month, <coughs> National Oatmeal Month, National Be Kind to Food Servers Month, National Hot Tea Month, National Birth Defects Awareness Month, Get a Balanced Life Month, and National Hobby Month. Alrighty. Three seventy nine. The Emperor Gratian elevates Flavius Theodosius at uh, Sirmium to Augustus and gives him authority over all the eastern provinces of the Roman Empire, which basically I think um, constituted what we know as the Byzantine Empire. Six forty nine. Conquest of Cucha. Forces of Kucha surrender after a 40-day siege led by <coughs> Tang Dynasty General Ashina Sha'er, establishing Tang control over the northern Tarim Basin of Xinjiang. 1419, Hundred Years' War. Rowan surrenders to Henry V of England, completing his reconquest of Normandy. 1511, the Italian Duchy of Marindola surrenders to the Pope. 1520, Stan Stuart the Younger, the region of Sweden, is mortally wounded at the Battle of Bogusen and dies on February 3rd. 1607, San Augustine Church in Manila is officially completed, the oldest church still standing in the Philippines. 1639, Amelina is granted privileges after it separated from the Venetia par uh, Parish as its own city in the 
Tavistia. Seventeen sixty-four. John Wilkes is expelled from the British House of Commons for seditious libel. Also in seventeen sixty-four, brother Willem Luxdorf records in his diary that a, a mail bomb, probably the world's first, is uh, severely injured the Danish Colonel Poulsen residing at uh, Borglum Abbey. 1788, the second group of ships of the first fleet arrived at Botany Bay. They carried the convicts from England to Australia. The the first fleet was a a fleet of 11 British ships that brought the first British colonists and convicts to Australia. It uh, was made up of two Royal Navy vessels, three store ships, and six convict transports. May 13, 1787, the fleet under the command of Captain Arthur Phillip, who had over 1,400 people, left from Portsmouth, England, took a journey of over 15,000 miles in 250 days to eventually arrive in Botany Bay, New South Wales. The uh, first British settlement in Australia was actually a penal colony. That's one way to deal with your... uh, Overcrowding of prisons. 1795, the, the Batavian Republic is proclaimed in the Netherlands, replacing the Dutch Republic. 1817, an army of 5,423 soldiers led by General Jose de San Martin, um, Martin crossed the Andes from Argentina to liberate Chile and then Peru. 1829, Johann Wolfgang von Goss Faust, the first part of the tragedy, gets its premier performance on this date. 1839, the British East India Company captures Aiden. 1853, Giuseppe Verdi's opera, you know, Travatore, gets its uh, premier performance in Rome. 1861, American Civil War. Georgia joins South Carolina, Florida, Mississippi, and Alabama in declaring secession from the Union. 1862, American Civil War, the Battle of Mill Springs, the Confederacy suffers its first significant defeat in the the war. Battle of Mill Springs, also known as the Battle of Fishing Creek, and the Battle of Logan's Crossroads, or the Battle of Somerset, was fought in Wayne and Pulaski counties near uh, Nancy, Kentucky on January 19th as part of the Civil War. Union victory concluded an early Confederate offensive campaign in south-central Kentucky. (coughs) Had it not been for a a few early defeats, the Confederacy would have, uh, in all likelihood, dominated the North. 1871, Franco-Prussian War. In the Siege of Paris... Prussia wins the Battle of St. Quentin, and the French attempt to break the siege in the Battle of Buzenval, which ends unsuccessfully the next day. 1883, the first electric lighting system employing overhead wires, wires was built by Thomas Edison. It began service in Rochelle, New York, uh, New Jersey, I'm sorry. 
1899, Anglo-Egyptian Sudan is formed. 1901, Queen Victoria, Queen of the United Kingdom, stricken with paralysis on this date, dies three days later at the age of 81. 1915, George's Claude patents the neon discharge tube for use in advertising. Also in 1915, German strategic bombing during World War I. German Zeppelins bombed the towns of Great Yarmouth and Kings Lynn in uh, the UK. Kills at least 20 people. The first major aerial bombardment was a civilian target. 1917, Silvertown explosion. The blast at a, a blast at a munitions factory in London kills 73. Injures over 400. The resulting fire causes over 2 million pounds worth of damage in 1917 dollars. 1920, United States Senate votes against joining the League of Nations. Also in 1920, the American Civil Liberties Union is founded. <coughs> 1937, Howard Hughes sets a new air record by flying from Los Angeles to New York City in 7 hours, 28 minutes, and 25 seconds. 1941, World War II, HMS Greyhound and other escorts of Convoy AS-12 sink Italian submarine Negheli with all hands uh, 40 miles northeast of Falconera. 1942, World War II, the Japanese conquest of Burma begins. 1945, World War II, Soviet forces liberate the Lotz Ghetto. More than 200,000 inhabitants in 1940, fewer than 900 survived the Nazi occupation. 1946, General Douglas MacArthur establishes an international military tribunal for the Far East in Tokyo to try Japanese war criminals. That didn't amount to much, frankly. 1953, almost 72% of all television sets in the U.S. are tuned into I Love Lucy to watch Lucy give birth. 1960, Japan and the U.S. signed the U.S.-Japan Mutual Security Treaty. 1960, Scandinavian Airlines System, uh, Flight uh, 871, crashes near Ankara, Essenboga Airport in Turkey, killed all 42 people on board. 1969, student Jan Palach dies after setting herself on fire three days before in Prague's Wenceslas Square to protest about the invasion of Czechoslovakia by the Soviet Union in 1968. His funeral turns into another major protest. You know, the uh, didn't amount to accomplish much other than the uh, protest at his uh, funeral. 1977, Gerald Ford pardons Iva Toguru Diakino, also known as Tokyo Rose. 1978. Last Volkswagen Beetle made in Germany. Leave the VW's plant in Emden. Beetle production in Latin American countries continued in 2003. It was developed by Hitler, known as the People's uh, Wagon. 1981, Iran hostage crisis. U.S. and Iranian officials signed an agreement to release 52 American hostages after 14 months of captivity. 1983, Nazi war criminal Klaus Barbie is arrested in Bolivia. <coughs> 1984, 
He was a German officer of the SS and the SD who worked in Vichy, France during World War II, known as the Butcher of Lyon, having personally tortured prisoners, primarily Jews and members of the French Resistance, when he was head of the Gestapo in Lyon. After the war, U.S. intelligence services employed him for his anti-communist efforts and aided his escape to Bolivia, where he advised the, the dictatorial regime on how to repress opposition through torture. 1983, the U.S. apologized to France for uh, the U.S. counterintelligence corps helping him escape to Bolivia and aiding Barbie's escape from an outstanding arrest warrant. Well, he's suspected of having had a role in the Bolivian coup d'etat orchestrated by uh, Luis Garza Meza in 1980. <coughs> 1983, the the first commercial personal computer from Apple have have a graphical user interface, the computer mouse, is announced. 1986, the first IBM PC computer virus is released into the wild. A boot sector virus, dubbed uh, Brain, was created by the Farouk Alvi brothers in Lahore, Pakistan, purportedly to deter unauthorized copies of the software they had written. Um... 1990, exodus of Kashmiri pandits from the Kashmir Valley and in Indian administration Kashmir due to an insurgency uh, took place on this date. 1991, Gulf War, Iraq fires a second Scud missile into Israel, causing 15 injuries. 1993, Czech Republic and Slovakia join the United Nations. 1995, after being struck by lightning, the crew of Bristow Helicopters Flight 56C are forced to ditch. All 18 on board are later rescued. 1996, the barge North Cape oil spill um, occurs as an engine fire forces the tugboat Scandia ashore on Moonstone Beach in South Kingstown, Rhode Island. 1997, Yasser Arafat returns to Hebron after more than 30 years and joins celebrations over the Hand over the last Israeli-controlled West Bank City. 1999, British Aerospace agrees to acquire the defense subsidiary of the General Electric Company, forming BAE Systems in November 1999. 2007, Turkish-Armenian journalist Harant Dink is assassinated in front of his newspaper's Istanbul office by a 17-year-old Turkish ultranationalist named Ogun Samast. 2007, a four-man team N2I, using only skis and kites, complete a 1,093-mile trek to reach the Antarctic Pole of inaccessibility for the first time since 1965 and for the first time ever without mechanical assistance. 2012, the Hong Kong-based file-sharing website Mega Upload is shut down by the FBI. The um, the Mega Upload Limited, it was a Hong Kong-based on, uh, online company established in 05 that operated until 2012, provided online services related to file storage and viewing. January 19, 2012, the Department of Justice seized the domain names and closed down the sites associated with Mega Upload after the owners were arrested and indicted for allegedly operating as an organization dedicated to copyright infringement. They couldn't do much else, but they could do that. Subsequently, 
330 million Hong Kong dollars. That's about 42 million U.S. dollars worth of assets were frozen by Customs and Excise Department of Hong Kong. Company's founder, New Zealand resident, uh, Kim.com, was de- has denied any wrongdoing. <coughs> and the legality of the case has been questioned. 2014, a bomb attack on an army convoy in the city of Banao kills at least 26 Pakistani soldiers and injures 38 others. Okay, let's talk about another curse. This is a fairly well-known one. We're talking about James Dean's death car. This curse seems to plague Hollywood's most legendary last ride. Often referred to as the little bastard, James Dean's 1955 Porsche 550 Spider left a trail of mystery and intrigue in its wake after the legendary actor's death behind the wheel. The crash took place September 30th, 1955. It was only the beginning of a bizarre series of accidents and misfortunes and fatalities. Just one week before the accident, British actor Alec Guinness had met with Dean and when he saw the vehicle, experienced an odd feeling that he uh, detailed in his journal. He said the car looked sinister to him, exhausted, hungry, feeling a little ill-tempered in spite of Dean's kindness. I heard myself saying in a voice I could hardly recognize as my own, uh, please never get in it. If you get in that car, you'll be found dead in it by this time next week. Well, Guinness wrote in a chilling moment of, uh, shall we say, psychic foreshadowing that that he discussed when he uh, wrote his autobiography. Well, the wretched little bastard was purchased by Dr. and race car driver William Eschrick, who stripped it and used the engine in a race where he crashed but survived. He loaned the transmission and suspension to fellow doctor and racer uh, Troy McHenry, who wasn't so lucky and died in a crash. Car customizer George Barris bought the mangled remains of James Dean's car and toured it to auto shows. At least till it caught fire in storage in the 1960, vanished completely from uh, a sealed box car. He never did figure out how that happened. Whether these mishaps stem from the car's curse or Paris's showmanships or even may, maybe both is still debated. For years, Barris generated news stories about the cursed car around anniversaries of Dean's death. He would offer $1 million in 2005 for anybody who could prove that they had it. Never had any takers. But the uh, missing car has not been found. Let's talk about the Dubuc box, which, depending on who you believe, is an enchanted trinket or a trickster's trap. You know, in the realm of haunted objects, few items hold as much mystique and terror as the infamous Dubuque box. It's a haunted wine cabinet. It's been the source of a multitude of distressing stories and nightmares for those who come in contact with it. Public first became aware of it in 2003 and was listed for sale on eBay, along with a harrowing tale of its supernatural history. It said the box contained the malicious spirit known as Jewish folklore as a Dubuque that attaches itself to the lives of those who dare to possess it. The origin of this cursed object was uh, 
supposedly traced back to one Holocaust survivor who supposedly sealed the malevolent spirit inside the wooden wine cabinet during a makeshift exorcism. Since that time, various owners have claimed to have experienced so much bizarre phenomenon that it even inspired the 2012 horror movie The Possession. Among the reported incidents have been the recurring nightmares filled with uh, terrifying imagery, unexplained illnesses afflicting owners and their loved ones, an overall sense of dread when you get near the box. Rapper Post Malone is supposedly one of the many to feel its effect as he was involved in a plane emergency, a house break-in and a car crash all in a short time after coming in contact with the box. Well, regardless of whether you believe in curses or dismiss them as coincidences, the book box gained a reputation as a feared supernatural artifact. But there is said to be more to the mystery. As it turns out, 2021 Kevin Mattis, the man who recently sold the box on eBay, said uh, it was all fiction. He said, I'm a creative writer. The book box is a story I created. Well, he bragged about that during an interview. The book box story has done exactly what I intended it to do when I posted it 20 years ago. It became an interactive horror story in real time. Real or fake? Well, let's talk about cursed paintings. And then when an artist does a painting, they freeze a moment in time. But sometimes these paintings capture something else. Let's talk about the painting called The Crying Boy. It's a haunted series of paintings by Italian artist Giovanni Bergolan. That's the pen name for Bruno Amadio. He's separately known as The Crying Boy. And they depict teary-eyed children who are believed to be some of the most cursed art in the world. According to this verse, he painted over 60 portraits in his Crying Boy collection. Each one printed and reprinted and widely distributed through mass productions. These paintings gained a sinister reputation due to their association with house fires in the 1980s. Tabloids like The Sun reported the houses where these paintings were hung burned down each time, leaving the, the painting surprisingly unscathed. So the question becomes, does possessing a crying boy painting invite disaster? Or is it frankly some type of creepy coincidence how about the anguish man that's well known in both the horror and art communities and when that's the case you know you're talking about a big deal the anguish man is an eerie painting that features a distorted face seemingly melting and vibrant paint against a dark backdrop this creepy work is more than just a painting it's complete with its own bone chilling backstory Allegedly, it was created using human blood mixed with oil paint. Owners reported unexplained screams emanating from the painting at night, as well as supernatural occurrences in close proximity to the paintings. For example, Sean Robinson, who got the artwork from his grandmother's, heard cries echoing through his house and seen dark figures standing and staring at him from the edge of his bed. His grandmother, who supposedly knew the anonymous artist, noted the... Uh, Blood used for the painting was his own. She also shared once the work had been completed, the artist took his own life in a tragic twist of events. She was reputedly so frightened of the artwork, she kept it under lock and key in the attic for 25 years. 
Well, and we got the an artwork by uh, Edwin Landseer, basically titled "Man Proposes, God Disposes." It's inspired by the search for Captain Sir John Franklin's missing expedition that disappeared in the Arctic back in 1845. <coughs> Artworks believed to be haunted, according to the students at Royal Holloway University in England. According to a legend, a student from the 20s or 30s stabbed their eye during a, an exam and wrote, The polar bears made me do it on their paper, referring to the angry-looking polar bears depicted in the painting. Believed to be an ill omen, a college protocol mandates the artwork be temporarily covered with a Union Jack flag during examinations. There's a long-standing student superstition dating back to the 1970s that claimed that any student sitting in front of this painting during an exam is going to fail. So, frankly, it's best to keep uh, on the off chance of something to it, keep it covered. From cursed artwork, let's go to cursed gemstones. You know, there's a lot of tales that have followed the owners of the, the world's most famous gems. Probably the most famous is the Hope Diamond. Boasting a rich blue hue with hints of violent, this 45.52 carat gemstone's origin traces back to 17th century India. Its reputation for misfortune stems from a legend that the diamond was taken from the eye of a sacred Hindu idol, which provoked the wrath of vengeful gods upon all its possessors. 1971 Times and New York Times and uh, 1911 detailed the malevolent influence that's for centuries dogged the, the discord and disasters the owners of the famous Hope Diamond, including uh, Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette, who met the guillotine in 1793. There was a Russian prince who uh, loaned it to a French actress and shot her before being stabbed to death himself by a mob. And, of course, there was the diamond cutter who was killed by his son for the stone before his son committed suicide. And even though the Smithsonian says most of the stories are pure fiction to drive up the value of the diamond, the myth surrounding this unrivaled jewel has endured the test of time. Then we got the Kolonor diamond. Unearthed from the depths of India's famed Golconda mines, this dazzling Kulinor diamond carries with it an ominous curse that's plagued its owners for centuries. According to the story, he who owns this diamond owned the world, but uh, also know us misfortunes. Only God or a woman can wear it with impunity. From the rule of Mughal emperors to the clutches of British colonialism, this 105.6-carat oval-cut gemstone has passed through many hands, leaving behind a trail of bloodshed and heartache. It now resides in the Tower of London, set into the British monarch's crown, but only worn by queens, never kings, as the curse reputedly spares women from its wrath. It's important to note the government of India has on numerous occasions called for this famous diamond to be returned, but to no avail. One of the most controversial diamonds in the world, and the argument over who it belongs to is still ongoing. That's according to royal commentator Joshua Rahm in an interview with the New York Post. Well, we got the Delhi 
purple sapphire. Pillaged in India during the 19th century, the Delhi purple sapphire was reportedly removed from a sacred temple by British soldier explorer Colonel W. Ferris. Upon obtaining his ill-gotten gain, Ferris and his family subsequently experienced untold turmoil and distress. Sinister reputation of Delhi purple sapphire, which is actually a large amethyst, was solidified when it came into possession of Edward Heron, Heron Allen, English scientist and writer studying the gem's origin. Found himself facing exasperating circumstances and loss of reason, despite not subscribing to supernatural influences. Proceeded to unlock away this ominous token of doom within seven protective layers and stored in a bank vault in an attempt to control its sinister energy. Left written instructions, it remained locked away until he passed. According to what was supposedly written, stone is trebly cursed and stained with blood and the dishonor of everybody who's ever owned it. (coughs) Delhi Purple Sapphire now resides in London's Natural History Museum. Question becomes, are the curses real? Well, let's talk about Robert Dahl, who's built quite a reputation over the years. Supposedly, you disrespect him and you end up signing up for a world of pain. It's a seemingly innocuous plaything of the early 20th century to become the epicenter of chilling folklore thanks to multiple mysterious occurrences. Now, it looks unassuming. Clad in a sailor suit, cuddling a Cradling a cuddly uh, stuffed dog. Reportedly, uh, reported to have cast hexes and curses on people throughout the years. <coughs> Causing everything from car crashes, divorces, to broken bones and firings. But as of yet, no deaths attributed to him. Dahl originally belonged to an eccentric young artist named Robert Eugene Otto. It was a gift from his grandfather, who reportedly bought it in Germany in 1904. He brought it uh, everywhere. He talked about it in the first person. If it weren't a doll, he was actually Robert. Fort uh, East Martello Museum curator. <coughs> oh, my goodness. Corey Convertito explained in an interview with Atlas Obscura, some sources say the spirits conjured by a disgruntled Bahamian servant who was proficient in voodoo. Servants felt slighted by Otto's family and cursed the doll as a form of twisted retribution. Over the years, bizarre incidents have consistently surrounded Robert the doll. Well, over the years, there have been a lot of stories about Robert Adal. Bizarre incidents have consistently surrounded him. Museum caretakers and visitors to Key West Historic Fort East Martello Museum, which is where the doll currently resides, report the... <coughs> inexplicable occurrences such as changes in his position, uh, changes in facial expression, 
They've even reported a sinister laugh echoing from within his glass display case. <coughs> Order to remain on his good side, guests often ask for Robert's permission before they take photos. Otherwise, they risk a uh, problematic journey home. David Sloan, an author, wrote about his experiences with Robert, and now he's the victim of a series of mysterious accidents and, <coughs> and disasters. He believed was connected to the doll, showing Robert's uh, powerful reach. And whether you believe it or not, this menacing aura can uh, take all the fun out of playing with dolls. <laughs> well, this next story is called The Chained Oak. You know, in the, in the enchanted woodlands of Staffordshire in England, is the mysterious Chained Oak. It's a centuries-old tree, stands apart from the others of its type, and comforted by uh, heavy iron chains that have uh, started a lot of tales of its cursed existence. The legend of the chained oak first began in the 1800s when John Talbot, the 16th Earl of Shrewsbury, was coming home with a female beggar stopped his carriage and asked him for money or food. Well, he dismissed her cries and tried to move on, but uh, she cursed him. Every branch that fell from the oak tree nearby, a member of his family would die. And certainly that's a disconcerting story to hear. <coughs> now, the tale took a bit of a morbid turn when... Uh, not long after he encountered the beggar, a violent storm caused one of the oak's heavy timbers to uh, crash to the ground. That same night, a member of Lord Shrewsbury family passed away. Well, consumed with terror and desperate to avoid uh, further problems, Lord Shrewsbury devised a plan to save his kin from danger. He ordered his service to chain every single branch of the that doomed oak securely, forever linking its uh, fate to that of his own family. As recently as 2007, a substantial section of the tree, rendered frail by the, the passage of time in addition to the uh, added burden of change, crashed to the ground. Thankfully, the descendants of Earl of Shrewsbury were contacted, but apparently no... Uh, Sudden fatalities followed. That's according to a history podcast. But today, the mighty chained oak still stands as a testament to this uh, intriguing and spooky story, capturing imaginations with a mix of fascination and fear. <coughs> It does raise interesting questions. If she had the power to curse like that, 
Why didn't she have the power to feed herself? Well, one of the most famous curses in history is the curse of the Titanic. Tale of misadventure and death and danger. Still going strong over 100 years after its inception. Now, the Titanic was a majestic ship hailed as an unsinkable marvel of its time. It came to an end in 1912. was sent shockwaves throughout history and remains a prime example of the danger of human hubris. On her maiden voyage, this ill-fated vessel succumbed to a collision with an iceberg. Resulted in the death of more than 1,500 passengers and crew. You know, the tale of the Titanic has always carried an eerie sense of foreboding and mystery, further amplified by subsequent events that uh, seemingly curse anybody that comes near. In the year 2000, a high-tech submersible named Mir-1 found itself ensnared in one of the Titanic's uh, massive propellers, coming dangerously close to sharing the same grave as its uh, colossal predecessor. Of course, in an amazing display of good fortune, the Mirror One managed to free itself from the clutches of the Titanic's propeller blades. Another incident occurred earlier this year, that same year, ended in tragedy rather than triumph. Five-person team boarded the, Titan uh, the Titan, the ocean-going submersible that dove down to explore the Titanic, but it uh, vanished into the watery depths as a result of faulty equipment and poor planning. The whole world followed rescue efforts after the Titan went missing. The eventual revelation that it imploded, killing everybody on board within milliseconds. The evidence of its uh, twisted fate was found on the seafloor near the Titanic. The debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber, according to Rear Admiral John Mauger of the 1st Coast Guard District. Just like that, the Titanic claimed five new victims. You know, sometimes there are ancient relics that allegedly cast a, uh, a current shadow. For example, we have the story of the unlucky mummy. <coughs> the curse of the an ancient Egyptian coffin lid. It was a mysterious artifact with an intriguing history. The unlucky mummy's been shrouded in tales of misfortune for over a hundred years. The painted wooden coffin lid, discovered during an archaeological dig in the late 1800s, is adorned with dazzling colors and hieroglyphics with uh, visuals depicting symbols of Egyptian deities Osiris and Isis. Believed it once originated from the tomb of Princess Nesikansu, Supposed priestess of Amun-Ra. But, even more notable, this enigmatic mummy is purportedly responsible for a series of catastrophic events since its discovery in the late uh, 19th century. Anybody who's handled it or comes in contact with it inevitably faces dire consequences, ranging from uh, terrible luck to premature death. Allegedly, four young Englishmen purchased the mummy's casing during their travels in Egypt. Unfortunately, tragedy befell each of them. Hours after claiming ownership, one of these men walked off into the desert and vanished 
never to return. Another was unintentionally shot by an Egyptian servant the next day, resulting in the amputation of his arm. Third man's bank collapsed and found himself in financial ruin. Fourth man mysteriously fell ill, lost his job, was forced to take to the streets, selling matches to survive. According to the folklore gazetteer, Mysterious Britain and Ireland, another notable incident believed to belong to the unlucky mummy took place at the British Museum, where that coffin lid is currently on display. According to the story, journalist Bertram Fletcher Robinson spent a considerable amount of time investigating the artifact. Died of typhoid fever before completing his work. One of Robinson's acquaintances, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, said, I will warn uh, Robinson against concerning himself with the mummy at the British Museum. Told him he was tempting fate by pursuing his inquiries. And tempt fate he did. Becoming another tally in the unlucky mummy's uh, roster on the day he died. But uh, to wander off into the desert and vanish, that, uh, that is a true mystery. You know, I've often wondered why we love cursed tales so much. <coughs> you know, the re reason humans gravitate toward tales of other people's woe is uh, it does tend to make their own life look a little bit better. Well, there's definitely something undeniably enticing about the mystique of a curse. Tales of unexplained phenomena, tragic fates, and sinister spells have captivated the human imagination for centuries, leading us to find solace in sharing stories with both uh, they both frighten and exhilarate. But you have to ask yourself, why are we so enamored by uh, stories of good old-fashioned curses? Well, it turns out that several different reasons for this. You know, the allure of curses is, had gone unnoticed by those with ulterior motives, such as individuals uh, aiming to uh, inflate an object's value or Media moguls looking to sell newspapers and magazines. Excellent example can be seen in the Hope Diamond. 45.52 carat gemstone famous for its supposed tendency to bring misfortune upon its uh, owners. Despite its uh, tragic history, a lot of historians now believe the curse is nothing more than uh, an elaborate marketing ploy devised to increase the diamond's value in the public's eye. Then, of course, the unlucky mummy that we just talked about became a sensational tale in Victorian England when it was associated with uh, disastrous events like uh, sinking ships, mysterious fires, and unexpected deaths. British Museum later uh, proposed that this supposed curse surrounding the artifact is likely not true, but noted that persistent rumors keep some people believing in it anyway. Then in a world where most of life's mundane realities can be explained with, through science and reason, there's something refreshing about the inexplicable nature of a good story involving curses and hexes and jinxes. These tales tap into our innate desire for adventure and mystery, keep our imaginations alive with speculation and wonder. Take us out of the ordinary and into the extraordinary. 
After all, we all want to believe there's a little magic out there somewhere. According to Pam Grossman, the author of The Waking the Witch, uh, I'm just very fortunate my parents never socialized me out of magic. You know, I think that a lot of kids are taught magic is foolish. Magic is something you grow out of. And as a result, these stories are some of the ways we strive to keep this spark of imagination and belief alive as we grow older. <coughs> you know, another aspect that makes stories surrounding curses so magnetizing is uh, the forbidden, often taboo nature of the curses themselves. Dealing with curses typically involves uh, dabbling in practices considered dark or forbidden within uh, most traditional societies, like witchcraft and democracy, necromancy. I can't talk today. Stories of these uh, stigmatized behaviors and occurrences have historically been muted, whispered under nightfall or indulged in secretly. Ripple effect that, uh, frankly, still felt today. Historically, taboo is related to superstition and religion, according to uh, author and professor Amy Parkinson. Uh, she wrote a story called Ghostly Taboos, Superstitious Rules and Gender Rest Gendered Restrictions. She said terror associated with taboo behavior kept, men in, kept people in line, especially women, children, and the poor. But as taboos are now slowly being eradicated, stories that speak of curses are becoming increasingly accessible. People inevitably possess an inherent curiosity about these uh, uncharted territories. And tales uh, talking to tantalizing hexes feed our curiosity by lifting the veil on these subjects. All without forcing us to set foot in the dangerous waters ourselves. And in stories about these spooky spells tend to involve complex narratives with unexpected twists. That make them intriguing conversation material. With their roots deep in folklore and mythology, they uh, contributed to a shared cultural understanding that reaches across geographical and generational divides. Since the community is created when we share myths and legends, particularly when there's a story surrounding an invisible threat that uh, <coughs> delivers terror to unsuspecting victims, the act of storytelling, a person sharing a story with a listener, it's a very basic human connection, and it reminds us of how we're all part of something enduring, uh, something bigger than ourselves. That's according to Life Coach Christine Henneberry. Swapping tales about curse-laden artifacts or doomed individuals has become a timeless pastime, making for engaging discussions and further strengthening the bonds within human communities. And a good story also invites us to explore fundamental questions about our own existence in humanity. Often the origin of curses rise from somebody's wrongdoing or cruel actions, thus directly uh, linking morality with supernatural consequences. These cursed tales force us to contemplate just how far-reaching the repercussions of our doings and wrongdoings can be, sometimes even transcending multiple generations. These stories serve as cautionary tales, simultaneously satisfying our fascination with the unknown while listening to introspection with the, about the nature of our own behavior. It's also likely we get so 
caught up in these narratives due to universal need for escapism. In a fast-paced world, constantly burdened by stress and anxiety, being immersed in these ancient tales can transport us back to simpler times. You know, the infamous Bassano vase carries a tale as chilling as it is vague in its details. This plain silver piece, reportedly crafted in Italy in the 15th century, said to be a harbinger of doom with a trail of bodies in its wake. Its ominous reputation was born when its original owner, a bride near Naples, got it as a wedding gift in the 15th century. According to the story, she was found lifeless the next day, the vase in her clutches. It was then given to another family member who died shortly after getting it. Same fate fell to a third family member, started a distraught family to break their ties with the cursed object. Vase was then hidden until a man managed to dig it up at an unspecified location in 1988. Apparently been buried with a note that read, Beware, this vase brings death. According to the legend, he sold the vase to a pharmacist who died three months later. His family sold it to a doctor who passed away after a few months as well. Found its way into the hands of an archaeologist who died three months after getting it. Perpetuating the what's referred to as the cycle of doom. Well, we also have what's known as pop culture curses. From jink plays to scary movies, these works of art have a, a real-life body count. You know, in the realm of pop culture, curses carry an uncanny allure. From the enduring superstitions around Macbeth, name actors still shudder to speak aloud for a fear of summoning ill fate, to the otherworldly tragedies linked to the filming of horror movies such as The Exorcist and The Poltergeist. Our greatest forms of popular storytelling often have a way of becoming... Uh, Part of our folklore. We hear tales such as the, the gloomy Sunday hex, linking a series of suicides to a melancholic Hungarian song from the 1930s. We may recoil in horror, but somehow we still have to listen ourselves. Of course, our fascination with spooky stories means the concept of curses pervades our fictional narratives as well. Our children watch Disney's Beauty and the Beast, which centers around a hideous curse and humanity's power to overcome it against all odds. And maybe it is because of these stories about curses at their core serve as uh, metaphors for the human struggle against adversity. <coughs> I'm going to talk about a few of the more, uh, shall we say, uh, current curses. Starting out with the curse of Macbeth. This Shakespearean masterwork in just a timeless classic. It's a play cloaked in a fascinating melange of curses that uh, add an eerie aura to its narrative. Called a Scottish play by actors who traditionally avoid uttering its proper name in theaters. Superstition is that doing so causes bad luck. The name Macbeth is, is spoken, the thinking goes. One can uh, anticipate spooky mishaps, death, and destruction, or public humiliation. Just ask Chris Rock, who was uh, notoriously slapped across the face by Will Smith just moments after making a Macbeth joke at the Oscars in 2022. And the failure to adhere to this age-old rule is also credited for various instances of actors uh, forgetting their lines, set pieces falling unexpectedly, fires breaking out on stage, not to mention multiple deaths. 
1937 Macbeth production at the Old Vic Theater, Weight Drop, Missing uh, Star, Lawrence Olivier by Inches. Actor Harold Norman famously died in 1947 after being stabbed on the stage during his performance of the play. His would-be routine uh, sword fight went tragically awry. One of the most infamous examples might be the Astor Place Riot in 1849. Dinger Macbeth rivalry, a performance of rivalry between two actors, spiraled into a brawl involving over 10,000 people that caused more than a dozen deaths. Then we got the cursed attic screenplay. Drug overdoses, murder, and other disastrous delays. Well, the attic screenplay has been uh, shadowed by whispers and anecdotes of an ominous curse that settles on wary entertainers who dare to venture into its labyrinthine uh, narrative. Originating from the 1963 novel The Incomparable Attic, unfinished film script, uh, charts the misadventures of an Inuit man in the bustling metropolitan uh, New York City. It's a quirky mix of fish out of water comedy, a socio political commentary, or, or so they say. Unfortunately, the play remains unmade, maybe unmakeable, due to the tragedies that befall uh, so many of its would be stars. Several actors considered for the Protagonist role, including Hollywood giants like John Belushi and Sam Kennison, met premature deaths after they expressed interest in the project. Role was also offered to uh, John Kennedy. <laughs> Can't. <coughs> Excuse me. John Candy. Just found dead in a hotel room, presumably due to a heart attack. Now they say heart attack, but no autopsy is ever performed. Candy reportedly showed the script to a screenwriter named uh, Michael O'Donohue. He met a tragic fate as well. Passed away due to a brain hemorrhage eight months later, after Candy died. A few years later, Chris Farley, who'd been approached about the role, showed the script to fellow Saturday Night Live star Phil Hartman. He wanted Hartman to play a supporting, supporting character. A few months later, though, Farley was dead of a drug overdose, and Hartman was murdered by his wife five months after Farley's death. Now, nobody can say for sure if the screenplay's curse. There have been so many tragic coincidences that it's difficult to make sense of it. We're going to talk about more curses in our next show. Till then, Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.